All right. What's up, everybody? It's your pal Val, and welcome back to the show. Today we have a very special guest, but before I introduce them, I will start the show in the same way that I always do, and that is with a song. So this song is called I Wish Grandpa's Never Died by Riley Green, and I'll catch you guys back after the song plays. So here we go. Wish every porch had a swing Wish kids still learn to say Sir and ma'am Had to shake a hand I wish every state had a Birmingham I wish everybody knew all the words To mama tried Wish Monday mornings feel just like Friday nights And I wish even cars had truck beds And every road was named Copperhead And coolers never run out of cold blood life And I wish high school home teams never lost And back road drinking kids never got caught And I wish the price of gas was low I wish honky tonks didn't have no clothes in town And I wish grandpas never died I wish Sundays on the creek bank would never end Wish I could learn to drive again Wish the first time 17 she was my everything kiss And a Chevrolet could happen every day I wish everybody overseas was gonna make it home I wish country music still got played on country Ah! 
wish grandpa's never died. So we're back, and why don't we have our guest say hi? Hello. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, my name is Mike Neuendorf. I'm a DPS officer here at Fairfield U. Uh, my primary job is community relations and crime prevention. Pretty much I make events with the students, go out and build positive bridges, and I also put together classes such as self-defense or CPR and AED, if any of the students want to learn all that. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Is it okay if I call you DPS Mike instead of Officer Mike? You could just call me Mike. How's okay, that sound? I'll just call yeah, you we'll Mike. cut out that <laughs> okay, more right. personable. Okay. All right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. I love getting this like diverse perspective, not just like from students, you yes. know, from our faculty member as well. And I'm glad that you're excited to be on. I am. I'm very excited. And I've been asking me for a very long time. I think since last year I said <laughs> I want to be on the show. And you were like, all right, we'll figure it out. And then I finally got my spot. So. Finally. Yep. You know, we're a busy show. we got a lot of guests. I know. I know. <laughs> you know, But I'm the most important one. So. Oh, all right. We'll yeah. see. Time will tell. <laughs> right, we'll have to let right. the listeners decide. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. let's get some background on you, Mike. Where right. are you originally from? So I'm born and raised in Connecticut. I uh, was Lived about 20 minutes north of here in a town called Shelton, um, about 40,000 people. Um, I lived there for 20, like 22 years, and then I moved to Florida for two and a half years, almost three years. And then uh, once COVID hit and I got laid off from my job there, I moved back home. Now I live in the town that is right next to where I grew up called Derby, and, you know, I'm just... The section where I live in Connecticut, we call it the valley. So I'm just, I'm another valley kid. You know, it's everything from cities to countryside and whatnot. Very uh, cool. Yes. So what did you do, like, prior to DPS that kind of, like, let's get a better idea of, like, those formative years. Okay, formative <laughs> years. All right, so I did a lot of things. So I'll tell you a little bit before. So going to high school, I went to a technical high school. So I actually graduated with two degrees, my high school diploma and um the tech that I went into, which was manufacturing. Wow. So I worked in a manufacturing business for a while. We built firearms and whatnot. And then um, I left there. I worked at the mall for a little bit. That was, like, the greatest job ever because I was – Where did you work in the mall? Like, as a mall cop? Yeah, it was great. Like, I had so much fun there. Um, And then I left there, and I became a 911 dispatcher for a little bit. I worked on an ambulance. And then um, I decided to make this move to Florida – it's actually very kinda, drastic. Yeah, very drastic. Like, I made the decision in a month. Okay. I was actually in San Diego taking the police test, and I failed mm-hmm. the test by one point. Wow. You needed an 85, and I got an 84. Wow. So I'm sitting in my hotel room. I got, like, six more days out there by myself, and um, one of my buddies called me, and he's like, uh, hey, I just got a job in Florida. You should apply. He's like, it's a security job. You work in the communities. He's like, and you only have to work there a year, and then... Normally, the sheriff's departments or something will pick you up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, why not? So I applied and I got the job. I was in a relationship at the time. wasn't the best. So it was kind of like my, you know, running away. Yeah. So I moved to Florida with my buddy and we started working at this security job. And at first, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And then, you know, you're working in um, housing communities. Uh, What they didn't tell us is that you were walking around these housing communities in the middle of gang wars. 
Wow. And we were armed and everything, but you didn't have a car. You didn't have a place to go to the bathroom. You didn't. So it was kind of miserable. Like, I hated my life. And how long were your shifts? Uh, it could be anywhere from your 8-hour to 16-hour shift. In the Florida heat. No bathrooms. No bathrooms like, no that shade. you could use. Like, you may get lucky and they had, like, a pool or something that had a community bathroom. But wow, nowhere to heat up your food. Nowhere to keep your water cold. So you had to keep, like, a cooler in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to make the best out of it like I did, and I ended up getting moved to this one area of Orlando. That's where I moved to in Florida. That was kind of posted as the worst area, and I got put into this community that was, like, right between where, like, on one side of it was the Bloods, which is a very bad gang, and the Crips. And they would literally just get into gun battles in the middle of this community. Like, in the middle of the day? In the day. middle of it. Middle of the day, it could be 2 o'clock in the morning. It could be 7.30 in the morning when the wow. kids are getting on the bus. They would just start shooting at each other. And there was just me, you know, this 22-year-old kid walking around. So I tried to make the best out of it. And doing what I do, I just started talking to people. That's what got me out of I used to be a quiet kid. This mm-hmm. is what got me out of that shell. So I started talking to people. And I ended up making friends with, like, both sides of these groups to the point where they, like, knew when I was working and, like, Things kind of stopped for a little bit. Wow. And I was like, wow, I actually mean something. Um, and I still talk to a lot of them now, like the families there. I've got invited to their kids' birthday parties and stuff like that. And I started, as time grew on, I always had a place where, like, they would try to feed me dinner and wow. all of this stuff. They would invite me in when we would get our bad Florida thunderstorms and whatnot. So, you know, that was I, – I started liking my job. And then I got moved from there to another area and it – Went back to hating it. And I was like, I need something else. So I started looking at jobs in Florida, and Disney came up. And I was like, well, let me see what they have for benefits. And I applied, and next thing you know, I'm working at Disney as your typical security bag checker guy. <laughs> and um, Vastly different. Than vastly different from what I dealt with. You know, I went from carrying a gun and not knowing what my day was going to bring to, you know, Having learning how to point because pointing in a cert with one finger is bad in certain ethnicities, it's actually like really offensive. So I learned that to you know everything. Have a magical day, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> having have a magical day. Um, and in there, I didn't. I learned that Disney security had so many different routes that you can go down. So they had an opening in plain clothes, which pretty much I got to wear whatever I wanted to work all day and walk around the parks and. Basically be like a tourist, but not really. be a tourist and look out for certain things. So I took the test for that, and I ended up getting that position after doing that. Do you, like, go on rides for that? Yeah. So, like, we weren't supposed to, right? But Mm. we did this thing. It was called normalizing guests. So if you saw a guest walking around that maybe didn't look like they were, they were, like, out of place. You know, like, we should probably look into this more. You would follow them and try to figure it out. So, um... If you wanted to go on a ride or get out of the heat, you could say you were following a guest and you may have ended up on like Pirates of the Caribbean or Space Mountain or something for like two hours. But, you know, you did your job. So, <laughs> right, um, exactly. So, yeah, I did that. And then um, a spot as an investigator opened up and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I started talking to people and whatnot. And I ended up getting assigned to the investigations team there and. We investigate, starting off, you do the normal investigations, theft, and all of that stuff, workplace violence. And then you can go other routes. And they had everything from, um, like, sexual assault and harassment, um, 
discrimination, uh, cyber, and whatnot. Like one guy at Disney is job. He just watches YouTube videos and looks for any type of security breach. Like YouTubers that do like Disney Disney videos? vlogs and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Too. Yeah, like yeah, I it's huge. Disney TikToks. And yeah. So you they're just watching. Okay, that's, that's all he does all day. Yeah, he just watches videos. So. Like, what are they looking for? Um, anything that could breach security. Like, if they're showing, like, the back areas and whatnot, you oh, know. Oh, okay. Um, like, if you got the underground Disney tour. Right, right. Things like that. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, did basic investigations for a little bit. And, and then, that was in Disney? or That was in Disney. So, yeah. how long were you in Disney total? I was there for two years. So, you started the bag checks. And you went bag check. into the plain clothes guy. Plain clothes guy, And yeah. then you're in... Investigation. Investigation. Yeah. Okay. So I did that, and then, um, you know, they kind of let you choose your route, like whatever your interest is, and they'll guide you through that. So I went into uh, sexual assault and harassment, and I ended up working that until COVID hit. When COVID hit, I got laid off. As did so many other people. Yeah, so there's 80,000 workers at Walt Disney World in Orlando, and I think they laid off 77,000 of those wow. people in that time. Yeah. Wow, that's They only kept, like... A thousand security workers to just kind of hold down the, yeah. the fort and then like your maintenance guys and whatnot. So. Wow, that's I can't even imagine because Disney, they say like it, they make most of their money out of the parks. Yeah. So like all the movies and like everything like that is just getting people into the parks right. and like this huge operation. They yeah. like tank so much money. Oh, yeah. And how do you even build back that workforce afterwards? It was hard. I mean, talking to a lot of people that went back, they were it was different. You know, they loved it because there was a lot of overtime and they got to make up the money they lost. But it was hard for a lot of them, you know. And then also just the transition with COVID. Like, no one, people were still unsure at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, they closed down in March. I think it was like March 19th or something. Uh, and they opened back up in June. So, like, you know. I mean, we didn't know if this was going to go on forever. Right. In like yeah. March 2020. You know, so. you went from being in contact with people and having that positive interaction to wearing masks and face shields and gloves and am I going to get sick? Am I going to bring it home to my kids? Whatever. So so you were still working up until March 17th. Yeah, something around that time. And then they paid us for a month. Gotcha. And then uh, it was like April. Um, all my roommates were like, hey, we're moving home. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going home, too. You can't pay for that whole apartment right, yourself. Right. So I moved home, and I went back to work as a 911 dispatcher for a little bit. Hated it because I can't sit in a room. Like, I need to be out doing something. I can't imagine you doing that. No. Like, it was a cool job, you know, but I just I couldn't do it anymore. I yeah. was I was starting to become really miserable. And um, people were like, hey, you want to be an officer? Fairfield Hughes hiring. And my mom knew some people, so... I applied. Uh, my process was about a year and a half long. and A year and a half? Yeah. So you do your application, then they bring you in for an interview. And then uh, I had to do a physical assessment. So like running, push-ups, sit-ups. Then I came in for another interview. Then I came in for another one. And then you have to do a psychological exam, a medical exam, and then you finally get the... You're hired. So... Wow, that's yeah. more. So I guess we at Fairfield should feel safe because you guys go through that extensive. Yeah, we go through that, and we do a lot of training too. Uh, yeah. When you first get hired, it's about three to four months of training, depending on your experience and whatnot. And it's everything from learning the campus to learning our operation, and then you learn how to use all the gear, the handcuffing, pepper spray, baton, guns, and that's over time. You don't, we don't just give that stuff to you. You mm -hmm. need to show us that you know how to use it and that you're proficient in it. 
So when so, did you start at Fairfield? I started here February. Well, yeah. So February of 2022. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So you've been here like a year and a half, almost two years. A year and a half, yeah. Very cool. So. See, a lot of this stuff I'm already like, I did not know yeah. so much of this. And I'm like, we're going to need a part two. We're going to need part we, three. Like, how do we, we might. <laughs> how do we go into all this? Where do I start? Yeah. But did you know, like, in high school what you wanted to do? And, like, are you, like, how did you make steps to do that? Are you still, like, yes. you know, I, I don't know where I'm going to end up when I'm 50. Right. So I always knew. I always had an interest in law enforcement since I was, like, five. My dream was to be an LAPD cop. Like, that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But California is just too expensive. So, I mean, the weather's great and whatnot, but it's just too expensive. Some of the time. Right, right. Some of the time. You got your wildfires and hurricanes. Well, not hurricanes, earthquakes, all that stuff. Right. But to them out there, it's like snowstorms here. You know, it's crazy to even think about that. So I always wanted to be a cop. um, And I always got lost on the path going about that route Mm -hmm. i kind of took failing tests hard or whatever i always made excuses and um you know it wasn't until i applied at fairfield that i was like i'm really going to do this this time like (laughs) i want to do law enforcement so here i am so yeah so you were taking kind of steps and doing like security and all of that yeah so like when you got when you're in high school you're kind of like manufacturing kind of playing into law enforcement you're like oh this Um, is just an extra degree I didn't want I, – again, I can't sit down, so I didn't want to go to your normal high school and sit in a classroom. Very true. So I went to a tech school because you were in academics for two weeks and you'd be in whatever shop you wanted to choose. You'd gotcha. be in that for two weeks. So it was kind of like you got to mix it up. And the other cool thing was your junior year, the school would set you up with a job. So the days – the weeks that you were in shop, you didn't go to school. You went to work and you made money. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I had a job coming out of high school. I had everything. So – so are, is um, police work still on the horizon for you? It is. It yeah. is. You know, I do like my job here. I mm-hmm. love it. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, know. it's very similar. Very similar. We do all the same stuff. The only thing we don't do is we don't make arrests. We just we call Fairfield Police and they come do it. But we do everything else, you know. That's so true. So, yeah. Okay. So let's go back to those formative years. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> I think there's just so much to dive into. Like, I don't even know where to start but i'm really thinking about the gangs because that's like okay. I, I know it's like how do you go about making connections with these people that are shooting at each like how do you like insert yourself into this and kind of be that person that's stopping it so i kind of sat down one night before going into work i worked the midnight shift um and i had like sat down and i was like i don't want to like die or get shot at work like mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I'm making $11 an hour doing this. Like, I'm 22 years old. you got a life to live. Right. This is serious. I don't want to die over yeah. some petty stuff that I'm not even involved in. Mm-hmm. So that night I went to work and I went in with the thing of, I'm going to talk to these people. Because they probably see me as like the snitch or something that just walks by and doesn't acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. So I went in. I started walking the normal trail I walk and they're hanging outside and, you know, they're drinking and whatnot. So... I walk over and immediately they like just kind of looked at me like this guy crazy like what's he gonna start with us, and I just went over. I was like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, I introduced myself on a first name basis, shook hands, and you know we just started talking. And they didn't talk to me about what they do on the outside. I learned about what they do for work, about what their kids are playing and the sports they're playing. 
what sports teams they liked, you know, just little talk. You know, it took five minutes, and that was kind of it. You know, every time I walked by, hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, you know. Wow. And then you start to get to know the neighbors, mm-hmm. you know, and then you introduce the neighbors to them and them to the neighbors because, unfortunately, nowadays no one knows their neighbors. You know, everyone just kind of keeps themselves. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I learned is a connected community is a protected one, so they start to get to know each other. And, yeah, that's it's kind of how it started. It's just me going up and having your normal conversation that you would have with your yeah. friends. I mean, so. these are just people at the end of the day. Exactly. It doesn't matter what they do on the outside. It matters of how they're treating you in that moment. And I do that with anyone. You know, you could be a murderer, say, right? And I'm going to come talk to you the same way that I'm talking right now. Well, you don't know if I'm a murderer or not. No, I'm kidding. I I'm hope sorry. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, that's that's really amazing because you're literally, I mean, in that line of work, you're putting your life online every single day. Yeah. And, like, I mean, even now, like, when you mm-hmm. put on the badge, like, that's what you're signing up for. But I yeah. think, like, the severity is just there. Yeah. So how did you, like, mentally deal with that? Like, knowing, like, I might not come home. Um, I guess at that age, I really didn't think about it. You know, I was kind of young and naive. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of thought of it as my 9 to 5 job. I'm going in and in the morning I'm going to come home and play video games. Yeah. You know, like, that was it. Um, I don't really didn't really think about it till now. Like mm-hmm. now, I think about it more just because, you know, I I watch the news a lot. I'm into a lot of things, so I, I see what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, things are getting bad, and it's yeah. it's crazy to think like that. But yeah, I mean, you know, I come to work every day. I listen to music and try to. Keep I, I think about it. You know, I talk yeah. to my girlfriend and my family, and I'm like, hey, this. I can be going to a fire alarm and who knows what I'm walking into, you know? It's true. So. And I think, like, at, to an extent, we all don't know, like, what right. is going to happen to us. And, like, so the emphasis on that is, like, you know you're going into those situations. Yeah. And, like, at the end of the day, it could happen to anybody. Anything could happen mm-hmm. at any time. Um, but it's just, like, you're talking about what, like, when you first wanted to go in the LAPD, like, yeah. that is, like, a very intense situation where it would be kind of similar in a right. way. Yeah. And do you think that, like that experience has made you want, like, would you do that again or something similar in those type of dangerous situations? Or are you more like, um, I'm more aware now yeah. of my surroundings for sure. Um, but yeah, I would do it just cause one thing that you could ask anyone that's in emergency services is we love that high stress environment. Like it's, it's almost like a drug to us. You know, you get that, um, adrenaline rush from it. Yeah. I've been a volunteer fireman since I was, 14 and even now like when we go to a house fire we don't want to see anyone's house burn down but that's what you train for you get that adrenaline rush and you can't explain that to anyone else unless Mm -hmm. they've done it and same thing here you know if i go to a high stress call here my adrenaline's pumping and everything and it may only be that five minutes of you know high stress and then it's done but you're like wow that that's why i trained for Mm -hmm. you know and you're making a difference because making a difference. you're helping yeah. people, saving lives, yes. doing the work that not a lot of people want to do. Right. And especially now, no one wants to be in a law enforcement capacity because of just things over the years. You know, there was certain departments made a bad name for everyone. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate that way. So, so what do you think that you, like, you can do or what do you do as um you know, a department of public safety officer that kind of is like, 
showing people that that's not what you're here for. Because I think on campus, DPS kind of has a reputation among students, not like for me as an RA, Mm -hmm. I think we have like a connection and like we have mutual respect and everything, but a lot of students are like afraid or like they don't understand. And for me coming into this new position in training, I learned Mm -hmm. a lot more or like even meeting you in like the staff office last year, Mm -hmm. like it just changed my perspective. So like, what is your kind of course of action for that? Mine is, I treat, again, everyone the same. Mm -hmm. I don't, if I'm yelling, something bad is happening, right? Like, (laughs) I don't yell. If I'm, say, like, I get called to a townhouse, right, because they're having a party. Whatever, I go and I break up the party. I have discretion at that point to either write them up or make it a teachable moment. Nine times out of ten, I make it a teachable moment, right, because just the way the interaction goes down. I try to explain to all of them that, Just because of what I'm wearing, I'm a human being. I bleed the same as you. I probably have some of the same issues you do. Like, we're the same. Mm -hmm. I'm just put in a position right now that is a little different. Um, But as long as I could sit there and teach a student or even a staff member or anyone that comes on campus, like, hey, you know what you did wrong? Yeah. All right. How how can we fix this? What what are you going to do next time? You know? Um, And I also explained to them that, yeah, maybe not all the DPS officers deal with things the same way I do, right? Right. But there's 30 different personalities in that department. Just like on your floor, you probably have 60 different personalities. Everyone's different. Everyone's got a bad day. Um, and we do tra- we train all of our guys to be more community-oriented than it may have been 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago may have been a little different. but And there's still some of those guys that are around from that time so that's instilled in their head but yeah i i try to explain it to them that way um the other thing i explain to them is when there's a situation that goes on say like you walk in and find your friend unconscious that's a stressful environment for you well it's a stressful environment to us too because we have a student that's in need of help you may have the time to sit and think about it talk with your friends about it talk to a counselor about it on the phone Whereas we don't. We go from that call to the next. And the next call could be that party where you're dealing with a bunch of intoxicated students that, you know, they want to run their mouths a little bit because they they're intoxicated. We all know everyone gets the, the big bra. Yeah, you know, they're, they're I'm better there. than you. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So, um, you know, we could be a little stressed out in that scenario. Mm-hmm. We don't get that um, that time to think about it or to talk about it, um, and then we end up going home, and you're with your family. You know, you yeah. don't want to bring work home to your family. And so, you're exhausted, and you, know, you want you know, to... You're tired. You just wrote so many reports. You just got yelled at for just doing your job, you know, and it's all part of the job, and, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to change everyone's perspective on us, but, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's that's how just how it is. Yeah. So. Well, I do think that, like, conversations like this or Mm -hmm. like when you guys set up the booth about like what dps is and Mm -hmm. like we're here and like i think honestly for me my experiences have been more positive the the longer i've been here and i'm like wow like dps is here to help and i think like at first it's like you know there's the dps car what are they doing i'm scared i don't know i don't know it's just like the persona even if you're not doing anything wrong but i think like the longer that you're here the more you realize yeah dps is here to help us like that's why they're here yeah i can't tell you how many people um senior week when they do the big party in the bcc 
for all the seniors and their families. How many students come up to us? They're like, hey, you know, I'm sorry my sophomore year I was that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it, that's when it, the job all kind of comes together. You're like, okay, I made a difference in this kid's life. So, um, but, yeah, I, like you said, the booths, those help us to reach out to you to the community, going to RA meetings, housing events, even just walking around, you know, stopping and talking with a kid. You know, you see him studying, hey, you need help? They kind of look at you funny for a second. <laughs> and I may not know what biology is or whatever you're working on, but I'm going to try to help you. So That's awesome. Yeah. So you have, like, these high-stressful situations, mm-hmm. and how do you deal with it? Like, when you're off the job, like, what do you do to be like, okay, what I just experienced is, mm-hmm. like, highly stressful very like intense like what do you do so for me i kind of have a little different outreach um my whole family's been in emergency services my whole life so i was born into it so i have my dad i could talk to my brother my mom um and then you know my friends and stuff um i have a dog so me and the dog play constantly maverick maverick yes (laughs) everyone knows maverick so me and maverick hang out constantly um i love playing soccer um i go on drives um, sometimes just sitting on the couch and being on TikTok, you know, that's, that may be it for me. I just, I need a day off. Like tomorrow's my day off. Um, I'm also pretty active. Um, I go to the gun range a lot and do a lot of shooting. Uh, I used to do competition shooting growing up. So I, I still, and it also keeps up with my training. So, you know, I go to the gun range a lot. That definitely helps relieve some stress just because when you're there, you don't think about anything else. You're just... Mm-hmm thinking about your safety at that point and whatnot um yeah that's and i also i detail cars on the side so i'll do that you know to make some extra money you're always making extra money yeah always (laughs) gotta save up for my disney trips (laughs) no that's good because i think like we all have stress to deal with in our Mm -hmm. lives and i think like I love asking other people how they deal with what yeah. they go through because we all have to find those things in ourselves that mm-hmm. make us feel better and relieve Definitely. that stress because otherwise you're going to go insane. Like yeah. you're not going to be able to continue your day-to-day um, functions. No, and everything like that. So you're still working for Disney. Per diem. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, so, you know, when I left, there was people that wanted me to go back. And I got offered to go back, and I couldn't at the time just because the money wasn't there. I just got laid off. and still A move, like, from Connecticut to Florida is in and of itself. Yeah, I would have had to find a place to live. And during that time, especially with COVID, it was impossible. I could have went to my grandmother's house, but that was, like, an hour and a half away. I don't want to drive an hour and a half to work every day. Um, so, yeah, I didn't go back. But uh, about a year and a half ago, I got offered a remote position doing uh, risk management for them. And pretty much I do all the compliance training. So I may work like four hours a week on the computer just making sure people got their compliance in. But that's really about it. So how many hours do you work a week? Between DPS, their fire department, all that. uh, I've a lot. Do you sleep? (laughs) I do. I sleep. I'm good. I can run in three hours of sleep and I'm fine. Yeah, and then, you know, I make family time, time for my girlfriend, things like that. She hates it, but whatever, there's money in the bank, so. (laughs) (laughs) She'll get what she wants at Disney. Exactly. That's how I make it go. Oh, my goodness. Um, So, like, looking at the student body here, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of them chose a different path than you. And how do you view, like, what they're doing or, like, what advice would you give to them as somebody who's in the workforce now? 
The only thing I would tell them is if you're truly not happy doing something that you're doing, look for that thing that's happy, right? Um, one of my favorite people, I read a lot of books and whatnot when I have the when time. When you have time. Um, Steve Harvey, like he's one of my favorite people in the world and he does a lot of motivational speeches. Mm-hmm. And there's a book, he's, uh, it's called, I think like The Gift or something like that. Everyone was born with a gift. Your gift could be something as, you could be good at cutting grass, right? And if that's your gift, why put it off to the side? You know, because there's tons of people out there that made landscaping companies and now they're millionaires. You know, if your gift is drawing, start drawing, you know, don't, don't take your gift and let it go to waste. You know, you may fail a thousand times, you know, God give you this parachute on your back and a cliff to jump off of. And, you know, when you jump off that cliff, it may not, that parachute may not open the first 10 times, but that 11th time. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to open. You're going to be doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel when I got my job here at Fairfield. Um, you know, I did a bunch of things. Don't get me wrong. I love my job at Disney. If I could still be there, I would. But <laughs> um, I felt like that parachute opened for me. And it wasn't until like a couple weeks here when I started interacting with students. I'm like, you know, I'm making a difference in young adults' minds. And I'm like that brotherly figure to them. A hundred percent. That I could, they know that if they see me walking, they could stop me and vent to me about their day. And I'm either going to be there just to listen or if they want advice, I'm going to give them advice. And I still have students, you know, they, they'll email me constantly like, Hey, I need help with this or whatever. You know, I, I have to go to, um, Campion tonight to help with an RA board. So, you know, it's, how do you have time? How do you have any time? Uh, I make it. You know, I'm one of those people where there's 24 hours in a day, there's 60 minutes in an hour, and there's 60 seconds in a minute, and to use every single one of those seconds. Because we're not here forever, so make the most out of it. And, you know, I deal I deal with the, I have Crohn's disease really badly, um, and I was pretty much told that by the time I'm 35, I'm probably going to have rheumatoid arthritis that can maybe stop me from doing what I'm doing. So I'm living my life, you know. I'm going to say yes to everything. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it with a smile because not everyone gets to do that. Every, people take so many days for granted now, and you just can't do that anymore. It's you so just, true. you got to go out and live it. If it's downpouring out and you had an event to go to, <laughs> go in the rain. <laughs> press ball. Exactly. Press ball. Everyone had a great time. Even though it was a mud pit, they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's so interesting because I think sometimes you have like that timeline. You're like, okay, I'm 35, but a lot of people are like, take time for granted and they're yeah. like, oh, I'll be here until I'm 85. Yeah, like we don't know that. No, we you could walk out the door and get hit by a car. Exactly. You know, and you. So yeah, I make every moment count. So. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people will benefit from hearing because I know that I don't know. The, I hear a lot of consensus that mm-hmm. it's like. How much money are you going to make when you get out of here? Like, Fairfield right. Dolan is, like, a very big thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the business school, why are you here? Right. And I'm not. Yeah. So I appreciate that. No, absolutely. Whatever you love doing, just do it. You know, I I love helping people. That's what I was put on this earth to do is help people. So that's why I'm in the job that I am. And helping people may not be, oh, that person's unconscious. I got to wake them up. It may just be that simple thing, that simple conversation. Exactly. You know, saying hi to someone that you don't know can make that person's day very true so So, what is your biggest challenge that you have on this job 
on this job, not knowing when to give up. That's got to be it because, you know, there's certain things that we deal with here that may not be our job. You know, mm -hmm. after 4.30 during the week, we're the ones that are here with a few maintenance guys in ABM. And a lot of it gets put on us to do jobs that may not be in our um, description. So I definitely go above and beyond more than I should. And sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it pays off or like other people say, it's wasting time. Um, but it stresses me out, you know, like I, even if it's something simple, I can't think of a good, you know, uh, thing right now. Example, I guess you could say, but yeah, not knowing when to give up is definitely a thing that's bad. Yeah. So has there been anything that like you struggled with in the beginning that you've like learned to overcome or like, how did you, I don't know if you um, think of anything specific, but. Like those first few weeks of the job, you were yeah. like, is this not it for me? You had to give it more time. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I would say, like, I just worked in so many different emergency services fields. Mm -hmm. that everyone does something a little different. different yeah. So I think the transition was, I like working at Disney. Everyone's happy-go-lucky. Like, customer's always right. No one could do anything wrong type mm -hmm. deal. And then coming to here where, yeah, that is the case in certain aspects, but... Um, you have to give discipline, and I'm just not used to doing that. I still have issues doing it. Don't get me wrong. If you if you deserve to get disciplined, you're going to get disciplined. For but sure. Those teachable moments are my favorite things in the world. So, <laughs> um, And then on the flip side of that, like, what is the greatest experience that you've had or one of them that you can think of? Here? Mm -hmm. I think the greatest experience I have is I was on a midnight shift, and I was walking through nursing. And there was this girl, and she was sitting in a study room by herself. And again, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I stopped to say hi to her, and she was crying. And I felt really bad. You know, I was like, she's probably stressed out. So I sat and talked with her for like three hours. Wow. You know, like just, she still goes here. And um, she lived in Medits at the time. And she goes, hey, can you walk with me to Medits? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we walked on to Medits. And... Uh, you know, we said our goodbyes at the lobby, and I saw her, like, maybe two months later. It was actually in the Tully, and she gives me a big hug and stuff, and I was like, oh, how how was that project, you know, all this other stuff. She goes, good, um, I just want to let you know you saved my life, and I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I was going to kill myself, and I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you know, I, I couldn't do it anymore. She goes, but you just came in to say hi. And wow. that changed me. And I got to watch her graduate. And now she's a grad student here now. And, like, she's – every time I see her, it's, like, that brother-sister connection, you know. That's incredible. So that was definitely, like, one of my, like, this is what I'm here for, you know. You saved a life. Yeah, but – and I didn't even know it. So that's why I tell everyone to say hi to everybody because you never know what they're going through. And that could be something that – doesn't have to be applicable to the job like it could be yeah, anybody every, could do that every day in life you know exactly. hey how you doing because that yeah. person could have woken up never talked to anyone they may not have friends and that little hey how you doing wow that's changed it yeah. that's incredible and you haven't even been at dps here that long no no so what's i, I know i don't want to put this pressure on you because yeah. i know that you've had so much to do and you're, you're constantly doing new things yeah but what's the timeline? Like, I'm a sophomore. Are you mm -hmm. going to be here when I graduate? Are you going to leave me? Uh, 
So I will put it to you this way. There are people that are sophomores and currently first years that um, I promised that I would be there to see them cross the stage. So I will be here. And my normal spot for graduation is I'm right in front of Bellarmine. So I get to see everyone walk in and everyone walk out. So I'll be there for a picture or two if you need it. Oh, my goodness. That's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's see. Let's see what else, DPS Mike. There's just so much to dive into with you. There is. I know. It's like my mind has just shifted. I'm like, I know what I'm going to ask you. And then I hear your backstory, and I'm like, wow, my mind is a jumbled mess. Yeah. We need to We, we need could to be here all this. night. <laughs> we really could. And it's like, just so the listeners know, mm-hmm. Mike is on the job right now. <laughs> I am, yeah. I have someone covering my area, so don't worry. There's people out driving around and still keeping campus safe so the job is real like he could be called into emergency right now i could be (laughs) hopefully (laughs) not you know hopefully not um but let's see i don't know there's just so much what does a typical day-to-day look like oh sure like with dps with dps uh so you show up for your shift we have uh three different shifts here it's uh morning shift which is eight to four evenings four to twelve and midnight is midnight to eight a.m um, so you show up for your shift, get changed into your uniform. We try not to wear them out in public and whatnot. Uh, you go into briefing. So you, there's a book you go through and see if there's any events going on today, if there's something that happened that we need to be aware about, things like that. You meet with your shift. You talk about, hey, who's going to take what patrol area for the day? Uh, do you, anyone have meetings? I always have meetings I have to go to. Clearly. <laughs> uh, we usually have our who needs lunch, who needs dinner, and what do you guys want to do? And mm-hmm. then you go out, you check your patrol car, check all the equipment in it, get in and start doing loops. Um, and then we do our building walkthroughs, and we don't have specific ones, you know. Once I get out in the car, I make my own day, which I love. So that day I could be like, hey, you know, I'm going to go and do ticketing for four hours. And Ooh, you probably get a lot of people. <laughs> I I don't really do too much ticketing. I do a lot of traffic stops. Gotcha. I love doing traffic stops, so... If I stop you or pull you over, you're probably going to take it, but you deserved it at that point. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, building walkthroughs. You know, I always try to come through the BCC three to four times a shift just because I'm going to see someone I know. Uh, they also have a lot of events going on here, so I love being a part of those. I go to the athletic center a lot. I mentor a bunch of the athletes. Um, I love going through the dorm buildings. Like, you know, that's... Your guy's house, I call it, so I try not to intrude too much. But, you know, there's always something fun going on in there. Um, And then, yeah, you answer your calls for service. So it could be anything from a vehicle lockout to a fire alarm to medical or whatever. So, Do you have to do, like, rounds of buildings, like the academic buildings, after hours? or? Um, Yeah. So there are – we are in all the buildings – you know, we have to lock certain buildings, and mm-hmm. we have to check them. Every shift checks buildings. So, yeah, we make sure, you know, no doors are propped, all of that. So. Gotcha. So wh- when you go into, like, the residence halls, mm-hmm. like, what is your favorite time of day? I guess probably the night. Well, maybe not. What's your favorite time <laughs> to go into the residence My hall? favorite time of day is probably about, like, between 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock at night. And that's because the RAs usually have an event going on. Mm -hmm. People are in the lounges hanging out watching sports games or whatever. Um, And you're not intruding too much on their personal life. You know, I feel like their personal life is when they're waking up in the morning. they got to use the community bathrooms, which they all love so much. Very true. Um, And then 
those after hours, we do walk through because, you know, the RAs need help to keep mm-hmm. things calm in there. But again, it's college. I know you're going to party. Do it safe. I don't condone underage drinking, so don't do that. I don't condone condone drug use, so don't do that. If you get caught with it, I'm going to write you up. So Be aware. Be aware. <laughs> be aware. So Mike uh, is your friend, but he's got to do his job. I have, yeah, at the end of the day, and I tell everyone that, I have to do my job. But, um, yeah, I try to stay out. And at 10 o'clock, people are sleeping, so, you know, they don't want to hear me walking through the hall while they're trying to get sleep before their big exam and my radio's going off or keys are jingling or something, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, so, yeah. I mean, I always think, like, oh, I run into Mike, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey. But I never, I'm not thinking, like, oh, you're doing your rounds or, like, yeah. you know. Like, it just doesn't feel that way. No. Yeah, it's, that's the way I try to make it, you know. Even though I'm doing something, I try to make it personable. Like, yeah. I don't want you to know I'm doing something, <laughs> you know. You don't want us to know that you're investigating. Right. Huh. So. That'd be so interesting. Um, I heard in the prep school, apparently there's this guy, weren't you telling me this, who like wears plain clothes? You were telling me this. Yeah, he used to. He doesn't work in there anymore. Oh, never yeah. mind. Okay. So. Well, I, I have another question about the new campus, Fairfield Bellarmine. Yes. So are you working over there now? Do they have their own set of? No. So we were going to, they ended up not, they use USI security, which is the same security group that helps us at the arenas. Okay. Uh, when we have the big game, at the, like the basketball games, mm-hmm. they help us there. So he's there. Uh, we know him. He's a great dude. Um, and then Bridgeport PD will stop by and whatnot. We do go over there and, like, just do walkthroughs every once in a while. But we're not primary over there, unfortunately. Okay. So, so is it, like, I, I mean, I haven't been there, but it's, like, a one building or no? It's three. Three. So okay. they have the church, which is, like, the main school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have like administrative buildings and one of the buildings was turned into their campus center. Okay. So they have like a small little store and, um, like a little cafeteria and whatnot. They always get a food truck every day, just like we do. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So what's the vibe over there? Like, um, it's the one thing I love about it is it's all kids from that community that are there. So, you know, they're getting to go to school in their hometown. They're getting to further their education in an area that they know. Mm-hmm. And from a great university, you know. So they're getting that opportunity that they may not have gotten when they were in high school. So it's definitely a positive. Like, they're so happy and, you know, grateful to be there. I'm glad to so, hear that because yeah. when I first heard that Fairfield was opening Bellarmine, I was mm-hmm. very excited. I was like, we're doing something for the community. Because yeah. I think a lot of people kind of come from, like, Massachusetts, New Jersey. I mean, mm-hmm. some Connecticut people. But, like, I don't think we have a big commuter base here. And like, Yeah, no. And they only have that small little lounge. So you know? true. I'm in there a lot, though. It's fun in there. Yeah. It really is. Always playing video games or board games or something, you know? So. We don't do enough for our commuters. Yeah. We no, we them. need to do more, which is why I'm in there. Like, yeah, that's During awesome. my day shifts, I'm in there probably, like, for an hour or two hanging out with them. So. Yeah, and I love that because the yeah. resource room for RAs is, like, right against it. And mm-hmm. then sometimes we'll go in there and hang out. It's, yeah. it's just a vibe. Definitely. So um, this was a question we talked about, me asking you, but you said I might not be able to give you an answer. Mm-hmm. What's, like, the craziest thing you've ever seen while working in DPS here? Yeah, so unfortunately I can't give you that answer. <laughs> but the most that we deal with here is going to be that intoxicated person, mm-hmm. you know, on a Friday, Saturday night, which even that, that they're not that bad. You know, they may get a little mouthy, but you kind of talk to them, yeah. talk them down and whatnot, and let them know, we're just here to help you. We don't want you 
falling asleep and choking on your vomit or something like that. You know, we want to make sure you're good to go to your dorm tonight and go to bed. Um, but yeah, I can't go into detail gotcha. on, I gotcha. on, it's okay. on that. So sorry. No, it's okay. You have yeah. your code of ethics that you yes. must abide by. So exactly. I don't want you to intrude on that. Mm-hmm. But do you think like there are crazier nights and you're like, okay, prize ball is going to be high volume. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Friday, Saturdays, mm-hmm. you know, Friday nights, we know that the townhouses are probably going to be popping. Uh, after one o'clock, all the Ubers are coming in from the clubs, dropping kids off in the traffic circle. Mm-hmm. And then like those busy nights, press ball, Santa con, sham jam, all of them, mm-hmm. you know, we usually up staff cause they're going to be crazy. So gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that students like have, I mean, I know you're talking <clears throat> about the Mavi kids, mm-hmm. but is there a difference when DPS gets there versus like they might be dealing with the RA or the AC Yes. and that kind of, in a way, the uniform helps you out a little bit definitely i think um when they deal with the ra they're like why am i going to listen to you like me and you are both students Mm -hmm. when we show up they kind of either one go from that high level of like screw you to hi sir how are you doing here's my stag card card. (laughs) i'm sorry yeah um but then you also get those ones you walk in and they're like i hate you and you're like, I didn't even say anything. I just walked in. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I could you. be the coolest guy that you know, <laughs> right? Um, and you, normally, if talking to them, you find out that they've had bad interactions with law enforcement in the past, so mm-hmm. they just have it in their mind that I'm gonna have another bad interaction. So, yeah, yeah, that's good to know because I've noticed that for myself too. It's like mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, being an RA. You yeah, know? it's like you call DPS, and it's like, wow, the respect is just <clears> there. Yeah. So. Sometimes not, but... Yeah, sometimes not, but nine times out of ten. You know, 99.9% of the students that go to the school are awesome. There's that 1% that are... That's a higher know, number than I hear most of the time, so give you a lot I of guess credit. I give them a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. They're good with me. So. for giving them credit. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So, um, let's look about losing her train of thought again. Um, let's see, DPS Mike. What is what has been the best part of your week so far? I know it just started, but like let's look back on the job. On the job, press ball. Did you get to go? Ball. Yes, I worked press ball. Um, I was at the main entrance, so I got to see everyone come in. I think the best part about it was that even though it downpoured, as soon as everyone started coming in, it stopped raining. Seeing everyone all dressed up and happy. Yeah. And then they got to see me first, so the students I didn't know, you know, they were all excited taking pictures with me and stuff. You so. should be the one they take the pictures with. Yes. Yeah, President's no. ball. How about Next public year. safety's ball? No. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw one. Listen, we'll that'd out. be great. Like, Sponsored you know, by your pal Val. By your pal Val. Well, listen, yeah. we don't have a great in- income here, so I don't yeah. know if I could sponsor it, but... Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll have to get some of DPS's funding. Yeah, deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was definitely a highlight, is getting to see everyone at Prez Ball and have a good time to kick off the year, so... Gotcha. Okay. Is there? Do you have a favorite time of year here? Um... I like this year just because everyone's kind of trying to find their way still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like around Halloween time. Halloween time's great because you get to see. It's funny. Everyone buys like six different costumes to wear <laughs> six nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they last year I started this is um, me and one of the other guys drove around in a patrol car and handed out candy. Aww. So it's Saturday night. Kids are heading up to the townhouses for their parties and they mm-hmm. see us creep up really slowly and we'd stop. And they would kind of look at us, and if they had alcohol, they'd drop it. And 
uh, we would just be like, oh, you want some candy? And they were like, <laughs> look at us weird or whatever. But then they got excited. They're like, oh, okay, you're cool, you know. Right. So I'm very excited to bring that back this year. So I'll have to look out for you. If you see me, I'm going to have candy. Perfect. So, I'm not on duty. So there you go. Perfect. I'll be around. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think we're going to have to have you on again, maybe next semester. Okay. Because we'll have to have more to dive into. Yeah. At first you were like, I really want to be on your show, but I'm like, of course you can be on my show, but yeah. bookings. But now it's like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to make the room. Definitely. And what would you want to talk about next time you're on? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see how this year goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm down to Disney, dive into Disney more that's what the viewers want to hear so i'll have to get some feedback but yeah. i definitely think you know those formative years that you were talking about mm-hmm. for sure for yeah, sure we could definitely dive into that next time so yeah yeah is there anything that you want to just like get off your chest tell the masses right now nothing i could think of no message for fairfield you it's mm. okay if you don't don't give up don't give up that's all i could say is whatever you're going through right now think of it like an episode on netflix there's always the next one <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. And if things don't me, last forever. Not never forever. Nope. Beautiful. So. And if you see Mike, give him a wave. Be yeah. Like, hey. Say hi. I'm down to talk. So I know. I'm sure, you know, I was gonna say no one's gonna discover you on this podcast. Let's be real here. They might my listener ba- base is very small. But uh, I it's gonna get big listeners. after this, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I'm saying that if you hear about DPS Mike on the show, just wave. Look into it. Be like and I heard you on your pow wow. Yeah. And they report so, back to me. And you're like, on Spotify. I know that. I've listened to a couple shows. Yeah. You know. So. Whatever. That's what the people want. So. Yeah. I just give it to them. There you go. You got to give what the people want. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking the time out of your night. Yes. Out of your shift. It's all right. Yeah. It doesn't sound like anything happened, which is good. So. It doesn't sound like it, but yeah. you never know. Right. I could go in. There could be who knows. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Mike, for being on the show. It means a lot. Yes. We've learned a lot. This was very authentic and genuine and just everything I could have ever wanted. Perfect. Well, I'm excited for next time. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. And to our listeners, bye for now, pals. It's Val yes. signing off, and I'll see you next time. Bye.